You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Thursday, and I have been knee-deep in everything this morning because I live in Kansas City. And uh, I want to get to some of the details on uh, what happened yesterday near Union Station, the Chiefs' big uh, celebration. I thought about going down, but uh, the feeling went away just because I'm so busy. But my son was down there yesterday, and um, after my show, I left the studio, as uh, I want to do, and uh, my wife was working at home, and she said, here, here's the phone. And I'm like, what's going on? He says, Will wants to talk to you. And so I get on the phone with my son, and he's, uh, his voice uh, is a little, uh, he's agitated, you know, he's um, freaking out a little bit because he was just at an event where a bunch of gunshots rang out, and he'd never have anything happen like that before. Um, and, uh, and he said, I just wanted you to know I'm okay, and that was such a gift, such a gift to know that your kid would just immediately call mom and dad and say, I'm okay. That was just, I mean, such a gift yesterday. Um, I'm not terribly freaked out about it. Uh, yesterday, I had heard that there were three shooters involved, and my immediate thought was gang-related, okay? And, and it's still that way because we find out this morning that two of the people in custody are juvies. So uh, I also, when I was looking at the, uh, the casualty count, I thought if this was a, uh, a terrorist attack that was coordinated, the body count would have been much higher. So, you know, I'm using a, a little bit of internal reasoning because we still don't know which caliber gun is, was used. We don't know uh, the identities of the people who are in custody. We don't know why this information hasn't been released publicly, presumably because it wasn't a Trump supporter. You know, uh, these are the things you speculate about. But I'm glad that more people aren't dead. Unfortunately, one person is dead and 22 people are injured, and many of those are kids. And many of those are kids. University Health uh, Truman Medical Center said that they were treating eight gunshot victims, two of which are in critical condition. Four other people were treated for non-gunshot-related injuries. KC Police Department says that three armed people were taken into custody. St. Luke's Hospital, Kansas City, received one gunshot patient in critical condition, three walk-in patients with injuries that were not life-threatening. That's what we know so far. Here is some of the uh, some of the audio yesterday, uh, Kansas City Television. This is Fox 4. I had not heard that sound before, but those are the natural sounds of the video that's there. And take care while you watch this. This is slightly graphic as the video goes along. We're getting another angle of the chaos when this shooting occurred. You see aid being rendered there for people behind the blur. TMZ Sports gave this video to Fox 4. You heard those gunshots right off the top, a bunch in successive order. The person who recorded the video went closer to the scene. They found one person doing CPR on the victim. This is from TMZ Sports. If you've been on social media, chances are you have seen some videos along these lines. I'm always suspect when uh, the Democrats, and they used to be uh, almost couth about it, they would uh, wait until the next day before they immediately uh, started talking about gun control and their agenda, which had nothing to do with this shooting. But, of course, now, uh, literally before the bodies are, are cold or before the people are released from the hospital, the President of the United States already has something to say about it, which is utterly ridiculous. Today's events should, should move us, shock us, shame us into acting. Really? No, not at all. No. What are we waiting for? What else do we need to see? How many more families have to be torn apart? He didn't even know the, he doesn't know what day it is. 
All right? He, he has no idea. If you ask him today about it, he wouldn't remember yesterday. It's time to act. That's where I stand and ask the country to stand with me to make your voice heard in Congress as we uh, finally act to ban assault weapons, a high-capacity magazine, strengthen background checks, keep guns out of the hands of those who have no business owning them. And hand- you know nothing about this. You don't know who did it. You don't know what weapon was used. You know nothing. And this idiot, and he is an idiot, he is a dementia-addled idiot. The episode of gun violence is ripping apart families. Well, it's because you defunded the police. It's because for an entire summer, you allowed people to beat the snot out of police. Right now in New York City, literally, there are uh, injuries of police officers are skyrocketing because there's no respect for the police because of Democrats. Democrats brought this on. Crime in Kansas City is rampant. It's rampant in uh, in Chicago. It's rampant in uh, Portland. It is rampant in San Francisco. All Democrat enclaves. That's it. The only sta- the only Democrat run enclave in the country that's doing well is Detroit because Detroit cracked down on this bull crap. Do you see Detroit in the news? No, 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 not at all. No, no, no. Some make the news, much of it doesn't, but all of it is unacceptable. We have to decide who we are as a country. For me, we're in a country where you have the right to go to a school, go to church, walk the street, and attend a Super Bowl celebration without fear of losing your life to gun violence. Meanwhile, last weekend, you know, what, six, eight kids were murdered in Chicago. Nobody gives a crap about them. So honestly, I I have no time for this Falderall nonsense, uh, but I do have time for prayer, and I do have time to recognize the heroes who did this. And there were a couple of guys... A couple of guys who did this. One, the Trey Filter was one of them. And then there's a gentleman from, uh, from Omaha, Nebraska. And this is, this is the, uh, and there are heroes everywhere. You know, we have people who are willing to step up and, and, uh, and be heroes anywhere. I don't want to say this is exclusively uh, a Midwest thing. It does surprise me that there was nobody concealed carrying right there who took those guys down. But you know what is even bigger? Is that two guys ran unarmed toward shooters and took them down that's freaking remarkable they they did not you know you, you've heard this you know they uh, they run toward gunfire rather than running away you hear that normally associated with the police these guys didn't have weapons they just said we've got to stop this it is it is remarkable it is absolutely remarkable here's the uh, the guy from from omaha nebraska my hometown talking about what happened yesterday one guy was hollering and saying you know stop him or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever, and he's just, just bailing, running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here, and I just, I never think about it. It just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket. Now, this is a handgun, not an assault weapon. They're saying that he had an assault weapon in a bag, and he was going to use it. Well, why didn't he use the assault weapon first? Duh. Okay? By the way, this man, his name is Paul Contreras. He's from Bellevue, Nebraska, which is a suburb of Omaha. Or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, (laughs) like I said, I did, and another good Samaritan did, and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down, and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? You know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. Wow. Uh So uh, nothing against the police, 
but we do have a mayor here in Kansas City named Clinton Lucas, who's a number of a, a series of worthless mayors who uh, allowed this city to burn as well during the summer of 2022, who is a vocal supporter of defunding the police. Maybe the police didn't do anything because they don't know what the hell's going to happen if they're going to get some sort of a lawsuit filed against them. <sighs> Trey Filter. He's the other guy. Heard somebody shout, get him, seconds when he saw a flash of white uh, speeding through a panicked crowd of revelers who were ducking for cover. My brain tells me that must be him. Filter recalled, uh, he said, I literally remember when I was tackling, I sure hope this is who they're yelling about because I just went boom. I don't recall anything. I don't recall uh, seeing him coming. The now viral video uh, can see uh, can be seen leaping on the fleeing man, dragging him to the ground, preventing him from uh, sprinting into a sea of confused and terrified attendees. This is America. If there's anything good we can take out of something like this happening, and there is really nothing, but at least there were heroes who stepped up and stopped it. I mean, there are common citizens, unarmed citizens, who said, I'm going to stop this while the police didn't do anything. And I don't know what the hell, the, you know, the police weren't nearby. They can't be uh, where, you know, everywhere, obviously. But to know that a couple of guys did this is remarkable. Is remarkable. Absolutely. Uh, this uh, this uh, guy who did the, he says, uh, uh, filter jumped into the fray, began pummeling the alleged gunman's ribs. I hope he's the right guy. <laughs> While his wife, Casey, lunged for the gun that the fleeing man dropped during the struggle. Can you believe these are American citizens, people? This is what I'm talking about. There are brave and wonderful people in this country. It is magnificent. Filter believes the weapon was an AK-47 assault rifle. Really? An AK? But police would not confirm when asked, why don't we know? I'd like to know. I don't know if I knocked him out when I tackled him or what. I just uh, squeezed him so hard he might have been, he might have passed out. For all I know, I just started racking him in the ribs. The second Chiefs fan who Filter said was a complete stranger delivered several blows to the alleged gunman's face. Filter said he never got a chance to see him. <laughs> I mean, wow. Holy hell. There are good people. Oh, my goodness. Here's a little uh, audio. And, and this, again, I, wasn't, I was on the air, so I didn't know what was going on. So, you know, we've had, we've, we had a, a, a couple of celebrations here before. You know, everybody's up on stage. Patrick Kelsey, blind, stinking drunk. And he's saying, you know, my prayers go out. He's a heartbroken. And really, do you remember it, Patrick? Honestly, do you remember it? Not that it gets your drunkenness, but honestly, just shut up. But here is, uh, here's what it, when it broke out yesterday. <laughs> So listen, listen again to uh, how many, and, and listen, if you, if you know more, certainly about guns than I do, and, and I, I'm fairly knowledgeable, but I, I need an update. Obviously, I'm going through gun training right now, but I want you to listen to the, uh, the burst of gunfire. Three, three arrested. So what are you thinking, about 12? No, it's going to be more than that because there are more people injured, but boom, 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 boom. That's what happened. Uh, the person who passed away, unfortunate, Lisa Lopez Galavan. She is a, uh, a radio personality here in D.C., uh, or in KC, I should say. There's a radio station. I'm not familiar with the radio station. I'm uh, presuming it is probably a Hispanic language, which is, you know, it's great radio. 
<clears throat> but we don't know. <clears throat> so we got one person dead, 21 others injured, including nine kids, uh, was not targeted, was not targeted. They say the kids were not targeted. So they didn't actually go to shoot the kids. And again, we were waiting for all of this stuff. We're waiting for all this stuff. So Casey Filter and her husband Trey, Trey was the dude, along with Omaha resident Paul Contreras. They both got together and they uh, took it out. 46-year-old Paul Contreras recalled the adrenaline-fueled encounter he had when he jumped on one of the three detained men. Contreras, who attended the event with his daughter Elisa, was caught on film by his daughter as he launched himself at the subject. Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City treating uh, 12 patients, 11 kids, nine of whom have gunshot wounds. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> unbelievable. And then, of course, the Democrats immediately launch into it because it is um, a time for political fodder. It is time to forward their gun agenda. It is, uh, honestly, it's just so freaking filthy, disgusting, I can't stand it. But the positive is... Um, that we come together in moments like these and the, the government doesn't matter. All that really matters is the kids who are injured, the people who are injured, healing them, hoping and praying that they don't experience lifelong injuries, although some of those children will sustain lifelong injuries mentally from what they have gone through. My son, uh, we talked last night, <clears throat> he's a 24-year-old man. Uh, all of this COVID nonsense came around when he was a sophomore in college. Uh, my daughter is, uh, is a uh, freshman in college. All the COVID nonsense came down when she was a freshman in high school. And all of the things that they've gone through from mass shootings to, uh, to COVID to, you know, all of this BS, you're going to die if you don't wear a mask and all this, obviously has created a, a, a lot of young people who, who uh, are just, you know, uh, right there on the cusp of just, I can't take this anymore. And, uh, you know, my, my son, and we, we talked all day yesterday, and he's very cool about it. But it is. You would be shaken up, too. Wouldn't you be shaken up, too? I'm just glad that there were two people in that crowd. And there would have been more. These guys have got to him first. <laughs> These guys just got it. Did it surprise me that this ended quickly in Kansas City? Not one little bit. But I'm glad, and I'm thankful to God in heaven, that there are those who would will uh, willing to step up, completely disregard their own safety to save people. And that is unbelievable. All right, we're going to take a break. If you guys want to call, 800-922-6680. we got a lot of stuff on the plate today. This is The Rob Carson Show. safe and effective vaccine against the stupid is the Rob Carson show not a big surprise a tragedy in Kansas City the president of the United States immediately goes after gun control before knowing anything about it whatsoever so I'm going to focus on this and now the accidental hero of the week So while we are praying for the victims, those who are suffering, we uh, we thank a couple of heroes yesterday who came out and saved people. Casey Filter uh, is the wife of Trey. Trey Filter attacked one of the gun uh, the, uh, the the gunmen. Omaha resident Paul Contreras. They both came together. I know as unlikely as uh, white people and brown people working together. I know it's crazy because you know white people are so racist and everything. Uh, they took down this uh, this guy and uh, at least one of them. Two of three of them are in custody and two of them are juvies. So that's what we know about that. Uh, we also know that there's a lot of illegal crime going on around the country. I heard my friend Chris Plant talking about that. Uh, you know, who the hell knows? But we would like to know more. We'd like to know the weapons that have been used. 
But this, again, I want to play this guy. This is Mr. Contreras from Omaha, a little bit of this. One guy was hollering and saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just, just bailing running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I never think about it. It just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. You know, a lot of the times you hear, uh, uh, like, for instance, the Vegas shooting, you've got a single shooter, death wish, doesn't care about living. You saw it in, uh, uh, so, you know, Nashville shooter, all of these other shooters. You know, we're, we're learning less and less about these shooters when they transgendered. You know, when they're a little mentally ill. Um, but, uh, but you know, a lot of the times you hear that, it's, and they ultimately ends up with the shooter being killed because they want to die. That's not the case here. you got three people. They don't believe it was coordinated. I'm not exactly sure, and, and we're still waiting for questions. So I'm not going to speculate anymore, but I, I just using reasoning, obviously, not going to be uh, not a lone shooter with a suicide wish. Uh, as far as a terrorist attack, j- don't know. Don't know yet, all right? The guy who they tackled looked to be a black guy. I don't say African-American. He's a black guy. Uh, But that's what it looked like. Like an older, like in maybe 50s. So that's what I saw. Then they said they had two juvies. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. But uh, there were two guys who did it and uh, and rescued people, which to me is overwhelming and, and not surprising. Not surprising at all to me. I, I live in the Midwest. I was telling my, my producer, Ken, I was on the phone because uh, back in 19, 2000, it was 2001. Early, maybe, yeah, it was early 2001. It was like before 9-11. And I was on a plane with my son. He was at the time like a, less than a year old. We were flying, and I, for the first time in my life, I, was, I had a comfortable seat, and I was ready to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, I hear, boom. And I look up in front of me. There's a guy pummeling the crap out of a guy in front of me sitting there. Knocked his glasses, pummeled his face, all of this. I get up. My wife's like, don't get involved. I said, bull crap. we got to stop this. I got up. A couple other guys had already grabbed him, holding him down, you know, and, and the pilot came back, and I, and I did this. I looked in eyes around that plane, big guys like me, and I said, you know, basically, he moves again. We twist his head off, and that was the, that's the thought that I told us. Are you guys ready to go? Yes, we were ready to do that. That was a little bit before 9-11. So that this, I mean, in this country, we have people who would unarmed, not run away. Think about what it takes. Think about what it takes. What it, it's not adrenaline. There's something within that person, those two guys, something within those two guys said, I've got to get this. I've got to do this. They didn't even care. They didn't care about being wounded. They didn't think about possibly dying. And the wife of one of them goes over as the hubby and the other guy are beating the snot out of this guy, which is so good. I love this. Just do everything you can to him before the police arrive. Just do everything you can because you'll never get this shot again. And then the woman goes over and picks the gun. Unbelievable. That's, that's the Midwest, people. And that's America, people. So I'm going to move on. Pray for the victims. That's all we can do. And wait for the answers. Coming up. Joe Biden uh, lied about uh, Bo Biden being brought up in his uh, testimony. Apparently, Joe brought it up and used it as a weapon. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere.
So uh, we're learning some very interesting things about the Fonnie Willis case. Apparently she was uh, <laughs> Nathan Wade and she had been together for a long time, like since 2019 or something. So we got details coming up that are pretty uh, pretty amazing. I'm trying to juggle a lot of, a lot of balls here, as we were. Um, but yeah, it looks like Fonnie Willis may have started her, uh, her little relationship, her little bow chicka bow with, uh, Nathan Wade in 2019. And there's somebody who is literally, uh, testifying that that is the case. So she's, uh, it sounds like she toast. She might spend some time in prison. I hope she does. I really, really do. So I'm going to get to some audio from that uh, witness here in a second, and then we're going to get into uh, Joe Biden. You know, he said that uh, they brought Bo Biden up during the testimony of the classified documents, and I'm like, why do they care? You know, turns out that he brought it up because that's what you know, like uh, Mr. Magoo would do. It's like uh, you know, I remember when my wife and I used to go down. Your wife and I? Why you bring her name up? You're hurting me. Oh my God, my wife, she died. It's kind of like that kind of like that it's kind of interesting uh this is a, a news story from just the news a few days ago hidden evidence undermines the fda's factual challenge of the circumstances of disciplinary proceeding against doctor who prescribes ivermectin there was a whole lot of that going on the fda filed a renewed motion to dismiss a, law- a lawsuit by doctors claiming the agencies have a practice of demonizing ivermectin by conflating its human and animal doses and using command language such as stop it to discourage the drug being used that's what they did now we know that ivermectin is really really good for covid and so is hydroxychloroquine but your government you can't trust about anything and honestly they lied to you about everything from uh, you know a, a russia collusion to Hunter's laptop, to, you know, every COVID, everything about COVID. That's why Peter McCullough created the wellness company. That's why you can now go to the wellness company and you can get ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Z-Pak, Budazone with a nebulizer, among other things, things that are hard to get. You don't know what's going to happen to the supply chain. So I'm just telling you now, you want to go to the website, not only if you want to order yours and you want to uh, have it, because if you don't have, you know, if you don't have a medical kit, and you got jumper cables, what's your deal? You're already preparing for emergency. Why aren't you preparing about your medical needs of an emergency? Here's the website, and they'll give you 10% off too. But you got to use this code, all right? So here it is. Write it down, twc.health/carson, twc.health/carson. That's it, 30% off. They've got a new travel pack, which would be great if you got an RV, you got a teardrop, you got whatever you're, you're hauling, you got, you got a, a toy hauler or whatever. Have it in there. All right, twc.health slash Carson. I want to talk about Fonny now because we have a breaking story. It's going to make you smile, I promise. This is Jim Gossett. When you date Fonny, you're yeah. knowing yeah. that you will be going. All the way. Third base? Oh, no, no. You'll be sliding home. She will give you money. Wait, wait. You're going to you pay me? Become her honey. What? Big bucks she'll pay. What, when did I win the lottery? Charge her with racketeering. Oh, wait. I've got to sleep with her? Handcuffs, they should lead her away. Could you do me a favor and just not talk? I hope that they nailed her. Oh, somebody did. And they ought to jail her. <laughs> this DA. Who'd you call my words? <laughs> this DA. 
He included what you're talking about, Willis. <laughs> that is fantastic. Jim Gossett, what you're talking about, Willis? <laughs> Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, started her romantic relationship with her lover, Nathan Wade, three years earlier than they dated. <laughs> wow. This according to a college friend who probably isn't going to be invited to the reunion. So she'd be out and back there in 2019, three years before they claimed. Robin Yerty testimony uh, directly contradicts information provided by Willis and Wade that their relationship didn't begin until uh, after he, she, he was hired in 2021. Here is, uh, here is this woman. One. Yes. Are you certain that Miss Wade told you, I'm sorry, Miss Willis told you about the romantic relationship with Mr. Wade prior to November 1st of 2021? Yes. Wow. Did you also have observations of Mr. Wade and Miss Willis together prior to November 1st of 2021? Yeah, I saw the video. Oops. Yes. And are those observations, were those in a social setting? Yes. And were they horizontal? Did you observe them do things that are uh, in common among people having a romantic relationship? Yes, he was right behind her. Yes. Such as, can you give us an example? He was helping her over a fence. Hugging, kissing, disaffection. All, all before November 1st of 2021, correct? Yes. That's all I have. Hey, oh, that's all you need. <laughs> this is so fantastic. These people are so just morally and intellectually bankrupt. And the great thing about the corruption is you usually have to get the dumbest people involved. And clearly, she's one of the dumbest people involved. I mean, honestly, it's just wow, 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 wow. That is uh, that is spectacular. So uh, uh, Joe Biden brought up the death of his son and the day uh, and botched the year in his interview with special counsel Robert Hur. Uh, her included discussion of Bo's death in a bombshell 345-page uh, report as one of multiple examples of Biden's hazy memory inviting a fiery response from the president during a press conference. Uh, now, two people familiar with her's five-hour interview with Biden, October 8th and 9th, say it was Biden who brought up Bo's death. Yeah, it was Biden who brought it up and then said, why are you bringing up my son's death? You know, that's what senile people do. They do. They do that. Why are you bringing that up? You know, it's kind of that. Well, here's a report from NBC. This is NBC. President Biden became heated, you'll remember, responding to the special counsel's assertion that he could not remember within several years when his son Bo died. Last week, the president criticized her for asking him about it. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. But tonight, NBC News has learned that her never asked that question, according to two people familiar with the interview last fall. They say it was the president, not her or his team, who first introduced Bo Biden's death. The sources say the president got the date, May 30th, correct, but not the year. That is, uh, I got to tell you, uh, Joe Biden doesn't have a soul. And, and I would venture to say neither does Joe Biden that uh, the special counsel did not bring up his son Bo's death. When Joe did bring up Joe's death, the special counsel asked about the year and then included that in the report so that Joe Biden could use that against the special counsel and others because of his son's death. 
It really is. It's it's filthy. It's really filthy. Uh, to be able to use, used as a political cudgel. That's what he. That's what he did. You know, like yesterday, the shooting in Kansas City. Uh, nobody knows who shot who. What happened? What? By the way, they say it was a dispute. So that means to be gang related. All right, it was a dispute. Three people in custody. Two juvies. I, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, a lot of shots were fired. If this was willy nilly, and they said that they didn't target the children. By the way, there were nine kids, I believe, hit. They said it wasn't a, an intentional hit, so this, I guess this is all random gunfire, which would explain the number of deaths versus the number of injuries. Regardless, then he immediately launched in, oh, yeah, we've got to get rid of a gun, we've got to do gun control, we've got to get rid of AK, you know, uh, assault rifles, and he had no idea what he's talking about. But this is what Democrats do. This is, uh, this is what Democrats do. So uh, prosecutors were peppering uh, Biden with questions about his Virginia home he rented from 2016, which was among multiple facilities where classified information was uncovered. And they had a storage facility there that the FBI literally gave them heads up when they're going to come and they moved all the stuff out. You, did you remember that? Yeah, I remember that because I remember some things. I may forget your name, but I remember a lot of stuff. It was one of the, uh, and I leave my coffee occasionally in the bathroom. It just kind of happens. You're like, oh, what the hell is my coffee? And then you go in there like, son of a gun, I was drinking coffee in there? Yep. It was one of the facilities where Biden stored classified notebooks in unsecured, unauthorized spaces. He uh, also used the home to meet with his ghostwriter, presumably because he's not going to be around much longer, while working on his memoir, Promise Me Dad, which recounts the devastating loss of his son. So that there was that happening too. Investigators wanted to know about the uh, recording, a recording they obtained of Biden telling the writer he had found classified stuff in his home. Biden uh, evidently began reaching for key marks from the period while trying to recall the information. So it's like, when did that happen? Was that in the... And it was at that point in the interview that he appeared confused about when Bo had died. But they tried to make it, you feel bad for thinking that uh, he was mentally... Uh, deficient and his brain doesn't work which is actually true this is a little recap of just 2024 so far there's been a response from the opposition but um it, uh, yes i'm sorry from hamas, hamas, yeah, hamas but it seems to be uh, a little over the top and i sat down and i said america's back and later on, from Germans, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, "He's dead." Uh, yeah. Said, "You know, why? Why? How, how long you back?" <laughs> Let me tell you who else is noticing that: Donald Trump. Did you see what he recently said about the West? The, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year. A sitting president. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, here's the thing, and I said this yesterday. Uh, go for the 25th Amendment. All right, the, he doesn't understand. What so I'm just telling this to Jill and to other people. Uh, you might want to go with the 25th Amendment because he's screwed uh, on a number of fronts uh, uh, with regard to uh, being impeached for the uh, family racket, the, uh, the crime family that he has. You, you probably want to go with the 25th Amendment. I'm just saying you might want to go. But, you know, if they don't, that's fine, too. Because either way, he's not going to be the candidate. He's not going to make it. Either way. Here is uh, Janet Yellen, who looks like a button mushroom with eyeglasses. Uh, or actually, she doesn't wear glasses. She looks like a button mushroom, one of those uh, kind of gray-white mushrooms. She looks like a mushroom, literally. If you put her in a black 
suit or even a gray suit. She'd look like a button mushroom. And it makes sense because she's a fungus. Uh, here she is talking about Joe Biden being at the top of his game. It called President Biden a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Do you agree with that? I absolutely disagree with that. I work very closely with President Biden. How do you get mushrooms to grow? Well, you generally cover them with crap. And I'm often with him on Fortunately, she's full of it. On trips, he's at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, thinking she's not at the top of her game because she also says that the economy is better than pre-COVID. Yeah. Are you and President Biden happy with where inflation is right now? Well, look, we know that Americans are experiencing um, discomfort because some important prices are um, higher than they were. Um Important prices, uh, rent, gas, heating and cooling, food, transportation. Pre-pandemic. But what I think is really important is that wages have gone up along with prices. So people are better off um, than they were pre-pandemic. But the problem is with the wages going up and all that because that was all spurred by the pandemic. You know, because they used the pandemic, and, and so people who, who wanted to work, they were able to demand a little bit more because everybody was so terrified of working at Walmart that Walmart said, okay, we'll jack up wages to get people to work $17 an hour, and they did. They did. The de facto wage nationwide right now is about, the minimum wage is about $15 an hour. And guess what? Small businesses can't afford that. A lot of business have gone out of business, and I mentioned yesterday at a couple of the places near my home, they've got their entire families doing all the shifts. They do. At, at the McDonald's we have, it is owned by an Indian family. Used to be, Car- Caroline used to be at the drive-thru. I know they should get my coffee there. Caroline used to work there. She don't work there anymore. Now they got one of the kids working at the drive-thru before school because they can't afford $15 an hour and, and still make money at their McDonald's. Same way with the Popeyes over here. It's owned by another Indian family. Oh, my God, amazing. They, uh, you know, obviously are white privileged. And they've got their entire family working there because... You can't afford to pay high school kids $15, $17 an hour to hand you your food at the drive-thru. So your daughter's going to work there, and then tonight your son, when he gets done with school, he's going to be working there. That's what's happening. I know this. I observe things. Isn't it funny? Yesterday we, uh, we heard that uh, Russia was going to uh, send us nukes from space. They were going to nuke us from outer space. And it's kind of weird because it was the same time that Mike Johnson was saying, no more aid for Ukraine, no more aid to, uh, to continue this war with Russia. So they had to make Russia seem really super-duper scary and the aid for Ukraine more important. I put that together in about mm, a nanosecond. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. So I wanted to uh, say a couple things here. Uh, yesterday at Union Station, Kansas City Chiefs had their big celebration. Gunfire rang out. 23 people shot, one dead, uh, several wounded, a lot of kids wounded. Uh, they're saying now it was a dispute between individuals. Uh, there are two juveniles in custody and another man. I don't know. And, and I'm doing this on the fly because I'm in a box in my house. That's, that's where I do this. I'm in a box in my house. <laughs> You don't even know what I'm wearing. <laughs> I always dress professionally. If you're going to the gym professionally. <clears throat> By the way, uh, the woman who died is uh, uh, Lisa Lopez. She's a radio personality. She hosts a show called Taste of Tejano 
on uh, KKFI 90.1 FM. Uh, Lopez was one of the 23 people who were shot. And, uh, again, they're saying that uh, three people have been uh, been, uh, held in custody and it was a dispute, which would, to me, say uh, there was no weapon of war used. There was no assault weapon used. If this is a dispute between individuals, nobody carries an assault weapon with them to a, you know, just whenever, please. So... There you go. There's that. Oh, also, something you should be very uh, scared of, and honestly, the FCC has to stop this right away. This is one of the things that I have to have a little more expertise in, which is uh, radio stations and radio station licensing. Court filings and sources close to the situation told the New York Post that Soros Fund Management has bought $400 million in debt from Odyssey. The number two U.S. radio broadcaster behind iHeartMedia with stations like New York's uh, K- uh, WFAN, 1010 Winds, as well as L.A.-based uh, KROQ, K-Rock. So Soros could have control of over 220 radio. This has to be stopped. He is a foreign-born agent who should not have ownership of any radio stations, no matter how desperately bankrupt they are. And a lot of radio companies are desperately bankrupt. And this is not a solution. One Republican uh, insider close to the situation told the outlet that Soros could be trying to have media outlets to potentially influence public opinion. So what they want to do is, and then what they'll do, is they'll probably fire conservative hosts or shut them down. That's what, that's what they'll do. And they will control what people can say on the radio, and they will say, that is verboten or that is verboten, and this is just like George Soros owning Twitter. <clears throat> Should Soros prove successful, he will likely have a 40% stake in the company's senior debt, which would give him strong control of the company when it emerges from bankruptcy. And in radio, by the way, money talks. Soros scooped up the debt during the past uh, few weeks at roughly 50 cents on the dollar. 50 cents on the dollar. Under Odyssey's current Chapter 11 bankruptcy plan, existing shareholders are expected to be wiped out. High-ranking creditors like Soros would be repaid with stock in its restructured company. This can't happen. We cannot have him involved in radio station ownership. This should be a slam dunk if there is anybody in the FCC worth anything. And unfortunately, the FCC has been politicized. It should never be politicized. It's bad enough, you know, some companies uh, have abused the privilege with regard to ownership. Fortunately, there are better companies in charge than were originally with all the conglomeration. But it's still something we really need to be concerned about. And George Soros should not own one newspaper and certainly not one radio station. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yesterday, on the day that Mike Johnson said no to more aid to Ukraine, suddenly a national emergency because Russia wants to put nukes in space. You think that was a coincidence or they're just playing it for suckers? Well, I'd go with the second. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the wildly popular Newsmax Daily podcast, available for free along with Jerry Callahan, Rob Carson, and other great podcasts at Newsmax.com slash listen or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can help by clicking the sponsor links in the show notes and take advantage of some great discounts available only to our listeners. 